Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, May 11th. Man, we had a, a down day yesterday. Looking like today's not going to be much better. The reason, the question is why, and Dave and I will get into that and more coming up here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, please remember that uh, there's only one thing any of us can control within a portfolio, and that's how much risk you have. And the issue becomes, do you know what your risk number is and how much risk you really have in your current portfolio? Because if you don't, that can be problematic in days like we're seeing right now. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your financial x-ray where we can dive in and see exactly how much risk you have in your current portfolio and what that means to you on the next major downturn. And, uh, and hang tight, uh, we'll be talking to, uh, well, Dave's on the phone now. We can't more today. It's uh, 8.38 now, 22 before 9. Time to check in and find out how your retirement funds are doing after yesterday. Yeah, not too great, but we've had worse. Let's go downtown check in from Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler is on the phone. Good morning, Philip. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today after, uh, I don't know, you could call the Dow. I mean, the uh, the Dow really had a big swing yesterday. I mean, it, it crossed over 35,000 and then sell, uh, sold off uh, down below and had like a, I don't know, 150 point loss or 200 point loss. It was a substantial uh, loss by the end of the day. Yeah, it was a pretty substantial moving day. Yeah, like uh, One of my general purpose news sites was saying, oh, wow, down over 35,000. Then I looked at it. The end of the day wasn't all that bad. I'm only showing it down like 35 points, but wow, what a swing during the day. Standard & Poor's was off by a full percent yesterday, but boy, the techs got hammered again, down 350 points yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I was thinking it might be just panic selling off of the uh, computer hack that shut down the pipeline, which would drive techs down just for nerves in general. But you're kind of thinking it's uh, the inexorable rise of interest rates that are messing with the techs at the moment, huh? Well, interest rates are just the overall fact that um, there's really some concerns now about inflation. You know, we talked about that yesterday. Corn going up seeing groceries going up across the board, um, is there, there is a concern that inflation is coming in. And so as inflation grows, that means more of our dollars are going to go towards necessities and less dollars are going to be able to go be spent on fun stuff and entertainment. Yep. And they had a feature on 60 Minutes on Sunday night with one of the talking heads, I think, from the Fed. Uh, talking about how, well, yeah, we're not worried about inflation because, you know, as the months at the beginning of the pandemic start getting out of the uh, out of the average, it's going to go up. So we're not going to worry about that and do anything about that. And then yesterday evening, they did a uh, graphic on the price of food up like 11 percent over the last year. Gasoline, we know about. That's what the uh, talking head was talking about on Sunday night. But the cost of living has gone up substantially and uh, in fancy pants terminology, that's inflation, whether or not it's a matter of a moving average. Well, that, that's true. And the question becomes, are we are we going to see some hyperinflation or is this going to be a like the Fed thing? This is the Fed's thinking. It's going to be a short term hyperinflation, but then it's going to revert back down to pre-pandemic pricing uh, once we get everything opening and going. 
And I got to say, Dave, I just don't see that being what really happens. Well, two thoughts on that. Step number one, interest rates kind of are establishing bases because the more we borrow on the federal government level, the more we're going to end up putting demand on the credit market. Uh, so that's going to keep interest rates up, and that's going to reflect in prices. And the other side of the fence is every time they rate the various central banks around the world, our Federal Reserve has never been very good at predicting what's going to happen. Uh, they're smart guys, but by and large, their data modeling has never really been as reactive as it necessarily should be. we got a bad track record at over and under reacting. Well, and that's true. And, and typically, that we pay the price for that at some point down the road. Uh, and another thing I saw interesting, Dave, we didn't talk about this before, but um, banks are having a problem. Oh. Did you know that? What kind? People are paying off their credit cards. What a terrible thought. We're not in debt as much? That's right. We're seeing credit card debt paid off at the fastest rate in years. And that's a problem for banks because they get that high interest rate on those credit cards. And so they're starting to crank out those solicitations again. And this one will kill you. Loosen their underwriting standards. And what does that tell us about, oh, let me see, date back to, let's say, 2008, what happens when we do that, right? That's right, exactly. So uh, I found that little article interesting. And it also kind of scares me on a consumer confidence level, too. The official report comes out, and I look at that and kind of shrug, but if consumers in general are trying to get out of debt and pay down their credit cards, that tends to indicate a consumer attitude that things ain't looking as good as the statistics are claiming they do. Uh, that, that's right. They want to get stuff paid down before interest rates start to go up. And while they've got this stimulus money in their pocket because they realize inflation and taxes are probably going to take that plus some back. Uh, yep. So, uh, boy, we're just merry sunshine I today, mean, aren't we? What a Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah, looking at the earnings reports going down, I got some tidbits. I was asking about Tesla before we went on the air. Uh, we don't know why, but Tesla fell like a rock yesterday, down 6.4%. I don't think he was that bad on Saturday Night Live. But that's kind of a harbinger of a whole bunch of adventurous firms that have reported over the last few days and what's happening to the uh, tech futures as well today on the NASDAQ. What do we got in terms of indications in earnings season? So we, we've got um, an array today, and let's start out with uh, Virgin Galactica. You know, mm. the, the, the venture to space, if you will. Uh, they, uh, they lost 55 cents a share, which was more than double expectations of 27 cents a share loss. So they are really taking it on the chin today, down t almost 21% this morning. Good Lord. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're getting it. They're kind of number three in the uh, space travel industry at the moment. So, you know, somebody's going to lose in that venture. Uh, yeah, I don't know that we got enough, uh, enough satellites going up to, to keep three companies like that busy. But uh, exactly. it, it is what it is, right? So then we got Callaway Golf. I guess people have had more time to uh, play golf since the COVID-19. Uh, they, uh, they had a really good quarter. Uh, they um, they were expected to come in about 14 cents a share. They made 62 cents a share. Uh, revenue was well above forecast. Also, they've seen uh, they use the word unprecedented demand for their for their product. Um, so that sounds really good, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. 
Especially uh, given the fact that golf brands have generally had some difficulties over the last few years. So it's good to see high demand for one of the brands. Yep, they're trading up a little over 3.5% this morning, Dave. Good to hear. The um, So, um, you know, Haynes Brands, they're kind of taking it in the shorts this morning. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they beat... I I was noticing them toward the top of my big losers <laughs> list, and I had that pun in mind myself. So, <laughs> so uh, they they beat though, right? They beat on earnings. Uh, they they beat slightly on revenue. Uh, however, they came in um, and they they adjusted their core, current quarter and full year guidance, and those did not quite come up to expectations. They fell quite short of what the analysts expected. Uh, those numbers to be. And so they're down 12% this morning. Good. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, especially when you were saying they beat on the current quarter, I figured it had to be bad guidance, but how can, how can you say you expect the world to buy less underwear? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, um, that's just one of those things. It's uh, Who knows what the deal is? Uh, I'm not going maybe to Maybe during the COVID, maybe during COVID, they, they didn't have to change them as often. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Hey, so I got two more for you. you. Got Simon Properties. You know they're the um, mall owner. They they and another um, uh, firm have bought like um, a lot of these, like J.C. Penney. They they bought um, uh, Brooks Brothers. They bought a lot of these companies that have gone belly up, and mm-hmm. they bought them and have, have either kept them in store stores or they've taken them online um, in that way. But they uh, they reported. Uh, about $1.36, which was 40 cents better than expected. Um, revenue was a little bit better than expected, but but they cut their full year forecast. And, oh, Lord. Um, yeah, they don't. So here's the deal. They don't expect occupancy levels to really return to pre-COVID numbers until sometime probably late in 2022. Oh, so, Lord. Um, yeah. A whole lot of mall operators are saying, oh, no, to hear that report, because Simon Properties pretty much has the statistical base that gives you a good survey read. Absolutely. They really do. So they're trading down uh, a little over four and a quarter percent this morning. Not what you wanted to hear. No, not. And then, hey, you know, we had uh, the security breach uh, over the weekend. Well, Norton LifeLock, they reported uh, they beat on top and bottom line. Uh, they uh, they also announced that they're going to buy back 1.5 billion dollars worth of stock. So um, some good good things happening there. Not really hurt, helping their stock or hurting their stock today. It's uh, it's basically flat as we get ready to start the morning. All righty. Yeah, I would expect a computer security firm to have a good outlook for at least the next three months, wouldn't you? Exactly. I would <laughs> offhand resetting the table. It was an off day on Dow on the Dow, not a monster one, but it was not a good day at all for the S and P at Nasdaq yesterday. Forty five minutes before we open, Philip, I'm seeing a lot more red ink this morning early on as well. We are. We are seeing a lot of uh, of red ink, Dave. We've got the Dow down eight-tenths of a percent, over $270. Uh, we've got the S&P 500 down one and a quarter percent, down $51. We've got NASDAQ down almost 2%, $262. Uh, you've got the small cap, Russell 2000, down two, two and a quarter percent, down almost $50. Everything is looking 
uh, pretty bad. Uh, we got uh, copper's the only thing I got going up, Dave. It's up 1.1%. Silver's down. Gold's down. Uh, both of those are down about a tenth of a percent. And then crude oil is down 1.3% to $64 a barrel. Yeah, under 65 beats a poke in the eye with a sharp stick. Uh, overseas markets, the Asian rim generally off by a bit this morning at the close. European markets are also off by a little bit, some of them precipitously by 2.5% this morning, midway through their day. Philip, advice always needed to stabilize a retirement fund, especially when uh, folks like us are on the radio saying, we don't know why that stock went down 6%. Sometimes there is no real reason, and that means a retirement fund can be at risk. How do I find you to get the risk out of my funds? Dave, that's why it's more important than ever that folks understand how much risk they really have in their portfolio. All they have to do is give us a call at 863-382-0037. Check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And back here again tomorrow morning, same time with something up to the minute and hopefully better news than we've got this morning, right? That's right. Hopefully so. Hopefully we'll we'll see this thing turn around um, or, or at least find out some, some more analyst expectations of what's happening. That would help. A few good guidance reports wouldn't hurt a bit. Philip, I'll see you tomorrow. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You tell us. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us. I, I hope that you've gained some uh, knowledge, information this morning. If you like what we're doing, please like and share our, our page and this with your friends and family. Uh, we're here. Uh, we want to be a resource for our community when it comes to income planning, retirement planning, anything when it comes to investments and financial information. Uh, we want to be your go-to source for that kind of thing. Hey, take care. I look forward to uh, seeing you again tomorrow. Bye now.